Are you ready, kids? Hi, I'm Chris O'Donnell. And I'm Lenny Testa. And this is Bikini Bottom Bystanders, a SpongeBob SquarePants rewatch podcast. We've got the inside scoop on everybody's favorite talking sea sponge. Including what was going on behind the scenes. This is Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 12A, Chocolate with Nuts, which had an original air date in the United States of June 1st, 2002. That date may sound familiar on this podcast because it is the sister episode to Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy 5, which we discussed last time. Lenny, could you please read the plot synopsis for Chocolate with Nuts? SpongeBob and Patrick uh, sell candy bars to attempt to become successful entrepreneurs, but they find out that it's a lot more than they bargained for. Let's get right into it. So the episode starts once again with the SpongeBob world just breaking all laws of physics with SpongeBob physically sitting inside his mailbox. But when they reveal the mailman putting the mail in, it's a normal size mailbox. He receives his mail. Patrick's like, oh, what'd you get in the mail? And of about the like 10 or so items that SpongeBob gets, nine of them are for Gary. His, his, his pet snail. Once he discards of all of Gary's mail, he is left with a magazine called Fancy Living. And uh, Squidward walks over and he goes, hey, what are you doing with my mail? SpongeBob and Patrick are kind of basking in like the lifestyle that those fish are living. And when they ask Squidward how they got to be like that, Squidward explains that they're entrepreneurs and that they are successful businessmen. SpongeBob and Patrick decide that they want to live like the fish in that fancy lifestyle magazine. Right. Like imagine having a pool within your own pool. Or shoes. <laughs> As they say in the episode. They decide to become chocolate salesmen. They're going to go door to door selling chocolate bars to people, which I feel like just from the get go is not the greatest business plan because they buy it from the supermarket. Yeah. I mean, like maybe if they got like a good discount, like for buying in bulk, but at the same time, like how much is that discount? You know, they're going door to door as chocolate bar salesmen. And the first fish they encounter is very passionate about chocolate. Yeah. yeah (laughs) yeah did i say something that funny yeah (laughs) he's yeah i guess you could say he's very passionate about chocolate as soon as they ask him if he wants chocolate he's just like chocolate chocolate Chocolate! Just screaming in their face. Yeah. Uh, and then he th- follows them throughout the rest of the episode because, like, they're like, "We're gonna just slowly back away from this guy." And then they he chases them throughout the episode. Yeah, several times. So f- they go from a fish that is just overly passionate about chocolate, just screaming in their faces, and then they get scammed. Two times in a row by the same fish. He convinces them that they need bags to carry their chocolate bars in because they're just carrying it by hand or Patrick has it in the back of his pants. Individual bags for each candy bar. And then they're like, great, now that we have bags, we're going to do so much better now. So they go next door 
and it's the same fish, but he pretends that he's not, and he sells them bags for the bags. He doesn't even change his clothes. <laughs> not at all. Does not change his clothes. And this actually works against them, because the next task after that, they're actually like going to make a sale, but SpongeBob can't find the chocolate bar because it's just mixed up in all the bags. Like, he searches through every single bag he has, and he just keeps pulling out more bags. Right. It's just like an ultimate crisis. Afterwards, they decide to go to a local diner and regroup and try to discuss their strategy. Patrick suggests they get naked. And then SpongeBob says, no, we're going to save that for real estate. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder why... What does that mean? But ultimately, they decide they need to flatter the customer. And the first one they go to afterwards, they open the door and Patrick very loudly and creepily says, I love you. Right. He came on a little bit too strong. The next guy they go to is just like, chocolate? No way. That has sugar and that makes you fat. And then he just absolutely... Turns into bubbling fat. Yeah, he just absolutely violates Patrick. And then it goes to Patrick and his stomach is just like... Like literal bubbles are bubbling in his stomach. Yeah, and he's like, you would know what I'm talking about, tub man. And it's like, oh my god. It's like, hey, yo. Also during that part, there was like a lot of dynamic camera movement when like Patrick's eyes were going like in and out. Yeah, that was with the next guy. My apologies. Yeah, that was with the next guy. And like Patrick's eyes like extend out of his body. That fish was like very defensive. Oh my God. Yeah, he was. Like Patrick, like his eyes extend from his skull and like they're kind of just pointing out like a few feet in front of him, like into this guy's door. And then the fish is just like, back up, Jack. And then he slams it right in his eyes. And then it hurts him, obviously. But Patrick looks around his house. He's like, nice place you got here. So after they're with the guy who's a jerk to Patrick again, they discover the way to succeed in capitalism. A lie. (laughs) exactly (laughs) they decide they need to stretch the truth so the next house they go to it's this very elderly fish who is just like a burnt crisp in a wheelchair she's like a worm like a thousand year old worm that you would find in a fossil and she proclaims she i remember when they first invented chocolate sweet sweet chocolate I always hated it. But then our dynamic duo explains that it's not chocolate that you eat. You rub it on your skin and it makes you live forever. And then they immediately sell a candy bar to them. Much to the uh, younger lady's chagrin. He, she definitely wants her mother to pass on. <laughs> <laughs> From there, there's a montage of the dynamic duo. Just lying throughout Bikini Bottom about the different things their chocolate can do. Until finally, they get scammed once again by the same fish from the beginning. At least this time he's in a disguise. This time he was in a disguise where he pretends to be a fish that has horrible uh, hospital bills to pay. He wakes up with broken glass. Yeah, uh, paper skin, glass bones. Breaks his legs every day. So then he scams them into buying his chocolate. And they buy, like, even more chocolate, I'm pretty sure, they than do. they started out with. They now have more chocolate than when they started with. <laughs> so now, defeated, since they're like, when are we ever going to sell this chocolate? 
<laughs> SpongeBob's like, we should change our names to Why and Bother. <laughs> Which is just such a mood. I think that that was my favorite joke in the episode. And so finally, we are re-caught up with the very chocolate passionate fish from the beginning. He finally, like, gets SpongeBob and Patrick right where he wants them. And all he wants to do is... I'd like to buy all your chocolate. The whole time, yep. He was just screaming chocolate like a madman because he wanted chocolate. But he was so scary and intense that he chased them away. But in the end, he's the reason they made all their profit. Exactly. He bought all the chocolate off of them, and then they had an opportunity to be very fancy. And indeed, they did. They rented out an entire fancy restaurant and took out the mother and daughter from earlier. For a date. For a date. And you know what? It looked like they had a great time. It really did. And now I think it's time for the French narrator to take it away. It's time for behind-the-scenes content. Lenny, did you know... That on July 31st of 2020, a YouTube channel named Christian J released a live action retelling of this episode. No. The video currently is sitting at 683,000 views. Huh. I'll have to check it out. And that's going to do it for this edition of Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Bikini Bottom Bystanders is hosted by Lenny Testa and me, Chris O'Donnell. It is also produced and edited by me, Chris O'Donnell, here at Stupid Town Studios. For any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us here at the podcast by emailing bikinibottombystanders at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can find previous episodes of Bikini Bottom Bystanders by going to our website, bikinibottombystand.wixsite.com. Dot com forward slash website. The music used throughout Bikini Bottom Bystanders is Malokai Nwai, Marching in Honolulu, and Dancing the Hulu by the Hiram Olsen Group and Kaylee Wahimana. Additionally, we use Hawaiian Link by Richard Myhill. All SpongeBob episode clips heard throughout are owned by Nickelodeon. Finally, here is a teaser for the episode we will be discussing next time. Is mayonnaise an instrument? No, Patrick, mayonnaise is not an instrument. Horseradish is not an instrument either. <laughs> <laughs>